Gosh, this is so awesome, man. I never in a million years thought something like this would happen. Out of turn number four come the most powerful weight models on the planet, the world of outlaws. I call Scott my dad, and uh, <laughs> nothing like the best in the business, breathing down your throat your first outlaw in. Welcome back, everybody, to Stick Signals, episode 21. Thank you all so much for joining us. Hope you had a great 4th of July. Well, it is officially race week once again with the Dirt Car Summer Nationals. Uh, Mick, how are you, my friend? Doing good. Coming off a holiday weekend, spent some time on the lake, and uh, I would love to say I'm refreshed and ready to go, but I'm a little, a little worn out from activities yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be relaxing and, and refreshing. <laughs> yes, sir. No, it's, no, it's all good. I'm glad you, you went out there. You work your tail off. Glad you had a good little off. Off day, uh, Mike Warren. How are you, my friend? Doing good. I, uh, I I I spent the Fourth of July weekend watching the sport that, other than racing, is what you think of when you go to the Fourth of July. A little bit of baseball. I went to two Carolina Disco Turkey games. Oh, Co- Woodback College baseball is actually pretty cool. But that and hung out with a few friends that uh, live in Winston Salem for the Fourth. You know, and just relaxed yesterday. Did a little bit of work yeah. as well because you know we still got a race this week. So you know, <laughs> yeah. you moving. Yeah. What did you guys do for the the fourth? I mean, I know you guys race, but uh, did you guys do anything cool yesterday? No. So we just raced at Lincoln Speedway on the 4th of July. And yesterday is, I mean, we only have one off day. The next upcoming two weeks it is. Uh, literally, we woke up in the morning, got ready, took a good you know, shower, and we went to go do laundry. Literally laundry day. And then we went to go wash the dirt cars, uh, Summer Nationals Command Center. Uh, we Literally, we take everything out. We go to a car wash and you know, wash the whole trailer out and clean everything. And then we got actually a good meal yesterday for lunch and dinner, something we normally don't get to do uh, during race days. But yeah, that, that was, that was our off day. And honestly, uh, <laughs> the dirt car summer nationals, we play Uno. Uh, that's our, that's our thing <laughs> off day. And Oh my God, it gets very competitive because we call it the dirt car summer nationals. Uno. it's, we have certain rules and all this stuff. And anyway, it, it was a lot of fun. So we had a good off day. No, no popping dynamites on 4th of July for me, but fireworks did pop off in Uno. Now, why do I feel like that dirt car scorer, Eric Grigsby, is probably the best at that game? You know, I just don't get it. He literally, so literally yesterday, there was eight <laughs> of us. We played with the Dirt Vision clan, too. There was eight different players. Everybody won one. It, it was it was crazy. And then Eric goes off on a seven-win streak all of a sudden, and we all just went to bed. It was unreal. <laughs> <laughs> and, and another thing that people don't know, the Dirt Car Summer Nationals crew also has their annual mini golf tournament we go play mini golf on like an off day or something and obviously the first week we had four days off because of rain we literally played mini golf and all, oh my god i just don't believe it eric had a hole in one and he just dominated the whole night after that i just i just don't get it he he has the best luck i just want to point out that getting a hole in one in mini golf is not that hard well, ruben uh, well i just i well Thanks for making it's patience. Me feel great. It's all patience, my friend. I'm serious, though. No, that's true. That's true. I mean, yeah. I, l- listen, I think us three have to do like a, a stick signals mini golf tournament or something. That'd be good. That'd be good. I'm right. down. I'm, I'm definitely down. Definitely down. But uh, so uh, it was a weird week off. I, I, I did feel weird not being at a racetrack on Fourth of July weekend. Right. Because, you yeah. know, obviously, you know, especially when it falls on the weekend, you're still racing, whether it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday or whatever. But. You know, I think for these guys, a good refreshing weekend for our guys who are going on that grueling northern stretch starting this week in Minnesota. But we'll since we didn't have anything to recap, we'll go to the summer nationals. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, uh, 
if you are a rocket ship or a smooth operator, it was a pretty good week for yeah, you. For let's sure. put it that way. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's funny. Me and Eric were talking. We're like, if you're a driver from Illinois and you have a B in your either first or last name, like you're good. Brandon Shepard, Bobby Pierce, Bab. You know what I mean? Like all these drivers are just so good. And yeah, Brian Shirley. Yeah, you talk about week number three. Last year, Brian Shirley, uh, or excuse me, Brandon Shepard came on tour, went three for three with Shirley. This year, Shepard comes on tour and bam. Two wins uh, in one week, and not to mention he won the weekly points battle, so an extra two thousand dollars on top of his ten thousand and five thousand dollar victory. So a good seventeen thousand dollar a week for Brandon Shepard, plus on top of his winnings in the first three nights. But but yeah, I mean, how about Shepard? He's so good. And Bobby Pierce, how about this? He was so good. He went into Fayette County with a one hundred point lead, did not show up, and still had a 25-point lead going into Lincoln. I mean, it is just unreal uh, for the smooth operator and obviously Tanner English and Shirley. This year's Summer Nationals is pretty good, guys. It has been fun to watch, and I I got the uh, chance to watch the races at Beaver Dam and Davenport earlier this week. Um, You know, obviously, once we got to Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I kind of stayed away from racing a little bit, kind of this big holiday weekend or something going on. But I'll tell you what, Bobby winning three in a row, it almost didn't happen right out the gate on the first night because Frank Heckenass Jr., I think, had that race won at Beaver Dam and unfortunately just some bad stuff happening. And uh, that unfortunately wasn't the only bad stuff that happened in that race. And we'll get to Thomas Unsicker in a minute. Yeah, so Frank Heckenass Jr. was leading by a long shot. It was nearly by a whole straightaway and Frank was checked off. uh, Yeah, checked out. And. The update on that, it was a battery issue. So the battery went dead in the 99 Junior Heckinus. So he lost power, and that was unfortunate because Frankie was looking good. And, and you got to give Frankie so much credit this weekend because he about won that. Granted, he finished 18th. Then he got two back-to-back second places, an yeah. eighth and a fifth. So Frankie had a good, solid week. Uh, but, yeah, you got to give him credit. And, yeah, you talk about Tomas Hunziker. I mean, Beaver Dam, a uh, beautiful facility, nice place. But, man, it was absolutely brutal to cars. You had Tim Lance Jr. flip and qualifying in the 148 car, demolish that car, and give them credit because we're going to do report cards here in a little bit for the Dirt Car Summer Nationals on today's episode. Tim Lance Jr. flipped that night, guys. He raced the next night at Davenport. That was the exact same car he raced. Yeah, I would wondered about that. Yeah, it, it was crazy. He said literally they broke everything on that race car, and, and they replaced it and got it fixed. Um yeah, it Did, was a wild week, and obviously you talk about Tomas Hunziker also flipping uh, there that night. Uh, yeah, Tomas, that's unfortunate for him. That was a brand new Rocket XR1 chassis. That was brand new right out the box at at, at uh, Brownstown. So it was brand new all the way up to Beaver Dam, and then they flipped that. Uh, but they've had so much support and love and supporters out here. They've been at Brian Shirley's shop, uh, wrenching on that car, fixing that car. So uh, he has a lot of parts coming from Rocket as well. So Tomas uh, should be back. And by the way, what the, what they want to do, they want to take the engine out of that car that they flipped and put it in the car that he's racing now because the car that he's racing now is his primary car. Did, did something break on Lance's car going in the corner? That was a really weird and wicked looking flip. Yeah, I talked to him the next day and I asked him, like, did something break? He said something may have broke on the right front. They they, they just don't know for sure because the car was so total. They, sure. Yeah, they just couldn't really tell. But they said it had to have been something in the right front because he said he was just going into the corner and it just it just did not go anymore just dug it, it in the track and he just doesn't know but he says something broke in the right front it, it pitched over like those spindle broke or something like that it was just i mean obviously you need a forensic scientist to try to find out after that crash because it demolished everything like you said so yeah. just wild wild looking wreck yeah it, it was it was crazy and I, we were just so happy to see him climb out of the car but 
Yeah, it was unfortunate for Tim Lance Jr., but hats off to that team. It, you know, the Lances, you, you talk about them, and we're going to do report cards. I, I have some good things to say about them, but I'll just say them now. Uh, the dad, Tim Lance, last year, uh, remember, he's a former uh, Chicago Bears player. He played there mm-hmm. season, and he has a very interesting story. Um, two-time Peoria Speedway track champ, took a long break, came back more prepared than ever this year. They, they bought an MB Custom. He has another hauler. He has a brand-new hauler for himself. He bought it from Bob Gardner, and then he got a hauler for his, the ones that we were using last year for his son. Now he got his you know younger son, Brandon Lanson, a 20-year-old, still attending college. Uh, and plans to do the whole thing into the final final week as a college. But yeah, the, these guys are more prepared than ever. The Lances are back, and you got to give them so much credit because they really have done amazing things out here. And man, it, it's just, it sucks to see their luck go like that sometimes. Yeah. Now, moving on to the next night at Davenport Speedway. Let me tell you, I am now excited for the Quad City 150% presented by Hoker Trucking <laughs> in August because this was awesome and fun to watch. And, and the guy I had my eye on, the entire time, I know Bobby won. Brandon came through up through the field late, but boy, Dennis Herb Jr. put on a show also. I, yeah, you talk about Dennis Herb Jr. I think he started 11th and finished uh, third or fourth it was. But you got to talk about the guy that started 21st and finished fifth. That was Shannon Babb. But yeah, oh, that's right. Babb and Dennis Herb Jr. both put on a, a dynamite show there at Davenport. And I mean, I was already excited at the quarter mile of Davenport from last year's World of Outlaws Morton Building Slate Model Series race between Shepard and Ricky Thornton Jr. So yeah, I'm just excited. Uh, it, it's funny because Summer Nationals ends and we go right to Davenport. I'm super pumped for that. And you know, one of the things that's the first race at Davenport that Shepard's lost in or the over a year. Because remember, last year he swept the World of Outlaws yep. races at the track because we ran there ran there a few more times with uh, all the uh, changing of the schedule. Mm-hmm. But so. But he was putting on a show late in that B5, but Bobby up front. And I don't know what it is about these Midwest Bull Rings and Bobby Pierce, but he's been on fire on them so far this year. <laughs> well, Bobby knows it. So it's funny because going into the season, Bobby said, I'm not going to be good in summer nationals. And I'm like, why is that? Because, Mike, you know it. The trend was him winning longer distance races. He won the Hawkeye. He won the Illini. 100 laps, 75 lapper. He's been winning those long distance races. And he's all like, I don't know. I just don't do good in these 30 to 40 to 50 lap races. And summer nationals, majority of them have been 40 lappers. Well, he's just been qualifying good. And and the key to success in the world of outlaws and the dirt car summer nationals, you got to win your heat race and you got to go to the redraw. That's the most important part. You got to start up front. And Bobby has just been so good at that. But these guys also, you know, we don't see Shirley dominating how we did last year. We don't see a couple of these guys doing as good as we normally would. But these guys are facing a different challenge. They have to run a hard 40 on the right rear with the Dirt Car Summer Nationals because of the Hoosier tire shortage. I mean, it's a thing that we have to face right now with, with the, the way the world is right now. So these guys, it, you know, for some of them, it's kind of like running in their own, you know, Under Armour shoes. And for some, it's like running on high heels. So it's definitely been mm-hmm. a challenge that these drivers have been thrown at. But Bobby, um, just he's been comfy and smooth. It's all about fundamentals. And he has adapted really well to the tire challenge. Now, I want to go back to Dennis Herb for a second. We, we've talked about multiple times on this podcast of how they have done their homework over the past couple of weeks. And I'm going to argue, you know, obviously, at least on the Outlaw Tour, Shepard and Madden still the top two. But right now, he might be the third best driver consistently on the tour yeah. just over his finishes over the month of month of June. No question about it. And, and you know, when we get to preview Jackson in a little bit, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit more. But Herb's been doing really well. It's not just longer distance races that we can mm-hmm. say that in. Mm-hmm. He's been good in these shorter distance races and making his presence known. Yeah, he's been consistent as about anybody these days. So, yeah, Dennis, I mean, how we said we talked to like, when was it? I forgot what episode it was, but a couple episodes ago, we did the report cards. 
And we, we talked about how Dennis Herb Jr. was just, you know, just not up to speed. And then they went to work and did their homework right before Port Royal. We talked about a great weekend that he had at LaSalle and Fairbury and in, in, in a Farmer City. And then all of a sudden he turns it around with the Outlaws, wins at Circle City. And then he's been doing phenomenal. And this week with the Dirt Car right. Nationals, he made every race but Beaver Dam. His best finish this week was a sixth, seventh, eighth, and an 18th. Uh, yeah, Dennis Herb Jr. was phenomenal this week. It was good to have him. And, and the thing about Dennis, you can tell he knows he's back because he's actually smiling. He's actually yeah. up, upbeat yeah. in, a, in a more positive mood, although with other challenges outside the racing world facing him right now. Uh, but yeah, Dennis Herb Jr., it, it, he was he was awesome. He he, he uh, saw me at um, um, at Joliet, and he's all like, Ruben, what's new? And I'm like, whoa, Dennis Herb Jr., sparking conversation. You know, that that's kind of rare. And yeah, he's been upbeat, mood positive, and it's good to see that. So yeah, Dennis Herb Jr. is back. Uh, I say he gets another World of Outlaw win coming up soon. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he did. Oh, I think, and again, we'll talk about it in a little in a little bit because we're we're gonna throw Gondic Law into this one too because I'm sure it'll be the weird the the podcast episode next week will come out after Gondic Law races, yep, but yep. we'll probably record ahead of time. Yeah, so it's one of those weird things, but there's yeah. a lot of big races coming up. Yeah, it's kind of like this episode. You know, we, we we'll race Knox County Raceway. And then fans will already be listening to this episode, which I do want to touch on here in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, no, Dennis Herb Jr. has been phenomenal. Let's uh, let's go back real quick and, and talk about the tire shortage. Not, we don't have to dwell on it, but Ruben, what what is the rule that the rule changes that have taken place for the, for this for uh, competitors? So the drivers, so it's crazy because when you enter a dirt car summer nationals event, drivers are giving a slip, and that little mm-hmm. slip is a ticket to go purchase a tire. So not one, not not any team could go and purchase four tires right now drivers are limited to just getting one tire at an event and they're getting a little slip from dirt car officials when they check in so when they check in they get the little slip and they get to go get a tire and it's only good for that night because there's been teams going and buying five tires and not leaving enough tires for everybody else so that's the first step because there's a shortage hoosier can only produce 300 tires a day and there's a shortage on the chemicals and all this stuff that's what's happening in the logistical world so when it comes to the racers point they have to race uh, Hoosier late model 20s on the front and the left rear and then a hard tire on the right rear uh, and it's a 40 so that's why it's been so challenging for these guys just because you know usually in the, in the dirt car summer nationals you have a chance of a late model 20 late model 30 or late model 40 and this year they don't have that option on the right rear they're just strictly running a hard tire with softs all the way around now that one tire that they get every day does it have to be the right rear or they can get any tire for any position but just one tire per event they can get any tire for any position that they want the thing is they're only allowed five tires a night so uh, you know, if you notice on the broadcast, I know it's kind of hard to watch on Dirt Vision, but I know it was very noticeable at Lincoln when Frank Heckenis Jr. passed the scales. It, you could tell there was like red paint on the on the H of the Hoosiers in the tire. That's because mm-hmm. dirt car officials paint uh, the, the tire on the sidewall, the, the H of the Hoosier, uh, to indicate that's the tire they're going to use for the rest of the night. They're allowed five tires a night, so if they blow a tire, they have one extra tire to play with. Now, if they don't blow a tire in, the, in qualifying, on hot laps qualifying, or, or a last chance showed under a Conci, they have an extra tire to play with to put fresh rubber on the right rear or any other quarter or any other corner of the car. So they're only allowed five Hoosiers a night. How does that work? Um, it's sort of a hypothetical, but say you get a flat and you've already gone through your spare. 
can another team then give you a spare? You know, like teams help each other out in the pits. If you get a second flat in an event, would somebody be able to give you a tire so you can go back out? Or is that it for the night? So Dirk Carfishel will be the judge of that. Obviously, we have two race directors up in the press box, up in the tower, looking all night long. And then we have a either actually this year, hats off to Sam Driggers. He really put on a big team. He put together a big team of Dirk Car officials. There's been more Dirk Car officials and tech officials at an event more than all the four years I've been doing this. Um, he has like five tech, four tech guys in the pits and the two race directors up top. So they keep track, you know, they're, they're lenient. They're not going to say, Oh, well, you already blew t- two tires. You're done for the night. Now, it, right. especially if it's a guy like Tanner English or Pierce or Shirley, that's in the points battle, they, they will let you put another one on, but it has to be a legitimate reason. No, I just want to say this isn't just summer nationals where this is happening either. We've been doing that with the world of outlaws as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you could see on the dirt vision broadcast, uh, the paint that was on the tires during Lernerville. Also, there, there, there's been tire rules set in effect, and it's it's the same thing. I think you're only allowed to change your right rear for the feature this weekend. So it's it's all across the board, no question about yeah. it. And it's, you know, trying to do the best we can to make sure we can put on the best shows yeah. each and every track we go to. I mean, that's really, at the end of the day, it's sort of, it's beyond anybody's control. It's not Hoosier's problem. It's a, it's a supply chain yeah. thing that's affecting other industries, not just racing tires. It's expect, uh, My friends in the trucking industry are experiencing the same thing. Mostly there's not so much a shortage. It's just a huge price increase. Well, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's so sad. And I, I don't want to get into it, you know, because this could get political real quick. And obviously we're not talking politics. But like the thing is, uh, drivers, by the way, I just got to touch on this. Drivers are still allowed to sipe and groove on their Hoosier tires. Anyway, yep. um, like, yeah, it's sad. Like the other day we went to go into a restaurant. And, and the, the thing is, there was a lot of seats open. And, you know, it's a big group with the Dirt Vision, Dirt Car, you know, officials. And it's a big group. So we're like, yeah, it's fine. And literally the, the half of the restaurant was wide open. And the ladies all like, we can't seat you because they're, we don't have enough help. And I'm like, dang, that, that's crazy. Like, it, it, but yeah, it's a shortage thing everywhere uh, around the country. And, and it sucks. It's like, there's even some places where we go and like, there's certain things not on the menu because of a shortage. And I, I yeah. love my chicken wings. Don't mess with my chicken wings, but there's a, Man, there's a shortage. No <laughs> comment. This is, this is not a endorsement by any means, but I don't know if you guys noticed Wingstop started doing thighs. They're now thigh stop. Yeah. And I'm a huge fan of a chicken thigh. Like I love wings too, but chicken thighs, I'm all about that. So I'm going to go give me some <laughs> uh, thigh stop this week. Oh man, I'm hungry. But yeah, no, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> you know, yeah, but yeah, tires, tire situation right now. But yeah. yeah, that's the thing happening in the dirt late model world and the motorsports world right now. But yeah, yeah it's, that's just, that's it's, just, it's, it's, it's an, it's an, it's in all of it. And you know, dirt car officials and, and Hoosier officials and other sanctioning bodies are doing the best that we can so that we can bring our full seasons to the fans and it, that's what we got to do that's what we got to do and it, it it is an interesting twist to the competition because you know now that you, you can't make all these tire choices that you used to so it's you know it's one more thing to make the uh competition intriguing on track as well yeah and it's just something interesting for the fans that that's what stick signals is all about we want to give you the inside information you know get, get you a little bit closer to the action and that's exactly what it is uh, you know when we see race cars on the racetrack in person or on dirt vision it's like oh it's just you know they're set up. It's another race, you know, normal. It looks good. No, it's, it's really not. Uh, these guys have been facing a completely different tire challenge. And the best way I can explain it is go running sneakers versus high heels. I mean, that's the best way or, or <laughs> box. You know what I mean? I just, it, it, that's the difference. Uh, the handling of the car tires are very important. Those are the only think about this. We don't think about this. Uh, when I used to work in the late model shop back at home, uh, Garrett always told me, 
the tires are the most important part. Those are the only four parts of the race car that touch the ra- the racetrack, which is which is you know mind blowing. It's so simple, such a simple yeah. statement, but it's true. It's the only four parts of the race car that, that touch the track. And I don't know. That, that's what tire guys always say. But there's a whole lot of suspension there that's making sure that those tires yeah. contacted well. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. 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 You know, but you know what I mean. It, it's it, yeah. It's, it's an it, ages long <laughs> debate. <laughs> a long technical debate. About the body hanger has a different opinion. Yeah. The engine builder would like to beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god guys let's get into some uh report cards here with the dirt car summer nationals so we did report cards on the outlaw guys uh let's do some uh, report cards here on the dirt car summer nationals and and, and let's start from i'm gonna start from the top to the bottom here uh, let's start with let's just gonna go in the point order we're gonna start with bobby pierce and bobby last time we did numerical order let's just do it to the points bobby pierce uh, I mean, what, what can you say about him? Uh, he, a plus. Yeah, Bobby Pierce has been absolutely uh, unstoppable here this season. Pierce already with five wins. Uh, he told me uh, he wants to have another year like he did in 2016. He had 11 wins in one season. He, and he he asked me the other day, he's like, which driver has the most wins in any season? And I was like, Shannon Babb back in 2005, he had 15. He's like, well. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pass that fifteen. Uh, like wow. he's just been so focused. Uh, and the thing about him, you you really can't get any words out of Bobby recently. He's been so mindset just on racing. It's been racing, racing, racing. Like you can't even crack a joke with Bobby right now. Like he is just so focused. Uh, that team, his team, Kyle, uh, and and his crew and his dad. I, right now, I you know I'm gonna give him an A plus. I just I have to. Well, I think it would have been an A, but you add Nick Graziano for that one weekend and it turns into an A+. Plus. But it, 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 I, I want to touch on that. You can tell how focused Bobby is because usually Bobby has some of the longest interviews that we ever have yeah. on the tour when he's in victory lane. And I can say this after the two, although that might have been partly because of the guy interviewing him a little bit, too. But uh, no, he's usually no, he's usually long winded. A lot of times it's not a bad thing. He just gives you all the information, what he's what he's feeling and all that. So to say that he's only saying few words, you know how focused he is. Yeah, he's been completely focused. And the thing is, team chemistry. Mick, we talked about this with Chase yeah. at the beginning of the year. It's hard to find crew, good crew help. And you look at Madden right now; he has good crew help. You look at Pierce; he has good crew help right now. You look at Shepard; he has good crew help. Like he really does. And, and you know, Pierce had a little bit of a shakeup of his crew after Dirt Car Nationals, right? Yeah, I think he brought some other people on, and he did okay at Dirt Car Nationals. Almost won that one night, and um, but. He Man, didn't get ever. the chance to race for the Gator because of the rain out on the last night. It's True story. Day, but. but then, I mean, since Farmer City, you know, he won with the World of Outlaws at Farmer City, and he's he had another win with a World of Outlaws, and now Boone. this Boone, yeah. So, yeah, Bobby Pierce is a plus all around. All right, so that leads us on to. I mean, for God's sakes, the guy missed a race. He had a one hundred point lead. He missed a race. He missed a whole race and still came back the next day and still had the point lead. That's just how good that team is right now. I wanted to give him a minus, but A-plus for Pierce. He's just been phenomenal. Next driver, the number 81 of Tanner English. I mean, what can I say? When he got this ride with Riggs Motorsports, uh, he's just been absolutely phenomenal. This driver is a hard worker. He's focused. He's been more positive lately. This year, he's been such a good guy to talk to. He's been a joy. He's been positive. Happy, upbeat. He he wants to knock off the Illinois drivers and win a championship this year. And Tanner mm-hmm. English already made a statement. He's he's had a win, and you look at his finishes this season, and he's been absolutely phenomenal. I, I mean, Tanner to start the season off, he had three fourth places in a row, a win and a second. That's just the first week. The second week, he had a seventh and a sixth. His worst finish is eighth. He has two top fives, an eighth and a second in this final week. Like Tanner has been so smooth and consistent. Uh, this driver. You know, I'm going to have to give him an A- minus just because I know he can be better. I feel like Tanner should have more wins at this point in the season. But nonetheless, his consistency is key right now, and he's still in the hunt for a championship. 
I agree. And he's uh, 35 points out of the out of the points lead right now. Yes. And yeah, he's had really good races. He's just had some um, maybe Ricky mistakes as far as navigating traffic and things like that. But yeah, I mean, I'd give him a solid B plus. I like the guy's attitude. We had him on as a guest and he was he was great. I like his mission. You know, I want to win the Dirkar late model national points title. Why not try to get all these points while I'm out on the hell tour and, and really do it right? So. Uh, hats off to him and then the Riggs crew um, definitely have put in the resources they need to to make that team a contender. Yeah, like that's one thing that we haven't seen. And again, if you watch on Dirt Vision, this is one thing that fans don't get to see. And it's not a big note, but it's a little side note. They, they've changed haulers, guys, from every single week. Like after the first week, they went back home and they changed uh, trailers. After the second week, they went back and trade uh, changed haulers. So that that team, you know, uh, staying organized and we see that with ricky weiss and the outlaws organization is key and you know he's mm-hmm. been switching shops well it's the same thing moving hauler to hauler uh, ashton winger had the same problem which we'll touch on in a bit like these guys have changed trailers and changed haulers like you, once you get comfy you get comfy and when you have to switch like that and go back home all the way to kentucky and come back that, that's also a grueling uh, part of the tour so yeah tanner english a uh, good a minus for that driver as you said 35 points behind the point lead tanner has a great shot to knock off the illinois boys here this year uh, Mick, that leads us to Brian Shirley. And, and Brian's a four-time and defending champ. Uh, yes. You know, he, he just hasn't been the Brian Shirley we've seen the past three years just because he's won every almost every single race the past three years. And to say we're up, we're about we're about approaching halfway, and to say Shirley only has two wins is absolutely bizarre. He has two wins, uh, two seventh places, a second, two thirds, a fourth a 12th and a 6th. Uh, for Brian Shirley right now, I honestly, I want to give him a B plus just because I know the potential of this team. He has the help. He, he always, he's always had a great team. And, and, and even you go back to before the Summer Nationals, like at the Dream, he, he just absolutely struggled there. And I feel like Shirley's just struggling right now. I, but but I know this team is better, so I'm going to have to give him a B plus. I wanted to give him a B minus, but because of those two wins, B plus for me on my book. I'm, I'm going with a B minus. I mean, he's... He's just underperforming for what what the expectation is. So I agree. Um, I kind of, I kind of, if you're, I, I'm going to compare him to Shepard on the Outlaw Tour. Yes. You know, like still having a great season, not complaining about anything, but the, you know, it's that expectation that you plant, you're supposed to be up there. Yeah, I, I completely agree uh, with that. And, and let's, Let's just not sleep on Shirley, though. I think that that B minus B plus could still go up and, and it probably will. He's probably going to show up here these next couple of weeks. But I'm just saying because on his interview, when was it? I think it was at LaSalle when he won. He said or it was at Falls or I, don't, I forgot what it was. The second week He's like, you know, we're going to my backyard. I got to win all these races. And well, he just didn't perform as good as he as, as we thought he would. But yeah, Shirley will be back. But B minus B plus for now for Shirley. Uh, that leads us on to uh, Ashton Winger, guys. Uh, obviously, he's been thrown with a lot of challenges uh this yep. whole season like the beginning of the year with the whole team deal there a week before uh oh hey sorry you're not gonna drive for us that's kind of not cool and and obviously ashton had nothing so he had to prepare with what three engines and one car that one time at heading to volusia yep. so anyway he got us he got everything back together he ran a lot in the midwest and you know this driver if this was the end of the first week i had to give him like a, a d plus Mm -hmm. because the thing is ashton kept hitting the wall he you know obviously flipped and he just did not take care of his equipment and i'm not saying he didn't obviously he's taking care of his equipment but like that one night he he told me he's like i I broke everything in the trailer tonight but you know ashton 
this past week and a half has been absolutely gold. He he he's been he's he got his best starting position of the season. He got two heat race wins. He got back to back third place finishes this week. Uh, got a third, tenth, fourth, and seventh. He finished in the top ten. He only has one finish out of the top ten. By the way, and that goes back to Tri-City Race 4. Like, Ashton has been good. He's been consistent considering the challenge he threw himself. And he's starting to get his act together. He's been so clean yeah. recently. Ashton Winger, in my book, gets a B plus. And and he was, you know, he was kind of honest about that in our interview with him. Like, he's, yeah. he, feel, he, he acknowledges that he's sort of his own worst enemy. The equipment's fine. His dad is a great setup guy. And he just said the words himself. He steps on his dick sometimes. And, and you watch it. The other night, he was running second or third and just... Off of four, kept hitting the wall and hitting the wall and hitting the wall. And yeah. it's like, at some point, man, you're going to have to stop hitting the wall. But he didn't. And he fell back. So, well, it was like Fayette County. He did the same thing again. And this is why I'm giving him a B plus because he was running fifth or fourth. And he ended up hitting the wall off of corner number four and finished seventh. That should yeah. have been a top five for Winger. And instead, yeah. he finished seventh. And that's going to hurt him. But right now, Ashton, you got to look at it. He's fourth in points. He's looking good. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, where Ashton heads here in the upcoming weeks. He has 153 points to catch Pierce. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. All right, guys. Let's I'm move going on. with it. Did you give a grade for him? I didn't hear it. Oh, yeah. Uh, for Winger, B+. Plus. B+. Plus. I'm going with a C+. Plus. Okay. That's fair. I, I, I really I really like Ashton. I, I hope I wish him well. But, but yeah, we're trying to be honest. I think C+, plus at the moment. And, you know, I'm, I'm just being a little lenient here just because of the challenge he's thrown himself. But, yeah, C-plus is honestly fair. Uh, that, that's 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 a fair statement there. All right, let's go, let's go on with Jason Fager. Uh, Okay, remember, uh, we got to go back to Aldora. He flipped his primary MB custom. I mean, bad. Yes, he did. <laughs> so he had, to, he had to start the tour with one car. So I'm I'm throwing that into the mix right now. And, and I'm going to be very lenient with Fager just because of that, because he's down to one car. Uh, you know, yes, he's around home and stuff like that. He has extra crew help and stuff like that. His best place, best place finish is fourth. He's coming off a good... Um, fourth at Fayette County as well. And he just got his best finish third, actually, sorry, third at Lincoln. Uh, you know, he's kind of turned it around. He started the season off slow. He had two 15 place finishes the first week and then had an 11th. And then all of a sudden, bam, eighth, fourth, third, these past three nights, Fager is turning it around. I see the improvement in the 25 team. They got that, that backup car to, to run just as good as their primary car. I'm going to have to give Fager a B plus right now, considering the challenge they faced. I would agree with that 100%. I mean, if you were at Eldora, you know how bad that was. And I remember you looked at me right away and we said, uh-oh, that's not yeah. good for summer nationals. Yeah. And, you know, for overcoming the adversity he has so far, I think he's done very well. I think obviously he would like to do better, no question about it. But I, I got to give him credit for where he is right now. Yeah, I agree. Solid B. All right, perfect. That leads us to the 14G of Joe Gotzi. Now, this is a driver that a lot of guys really don't hear about out of Bedford, Indiana. Uh, Joe was a surprise entry. Well, not a surprise entry at Brownstown because that's his home track, and that's where he has his best finish, six so far here this season, coming off a of 12th place. Joe Gotzi teaming up with Joe Roth, and that team is doing the full Summer Nationals full-time. Joe Gotzi has made every single feature, best finish being 16th. Now, granted, I'm going to read his whole finishes. 12th, 13th, 12th, 17th, 16th, 14th, 15th, 17th, 13th, 10th. And he's coming off uh, a 12th place finish at Lincoln. Granted, they're not the most impressive finishes, but for the resources that this team has, he's made every single show. And I'm not saying he's made it to the provisionals. He's made it to the provisionals probably twice, but he's raced his way into the show himself. Yeah. 
where a guy like this teaming up with Joe Roth, considering they had hauler issues, they didn't go to bed till 11 a.m. after Beaver Dam when they got to Davenport because their hauler broke down. They've had a lot of challenges go their way, and he's teaming up with Jeff Roth. Jeff Roth has wrecked some stuff, and he's been helping him. It, it's been a crazy road. I'm going to give Joe Gotzi a B plus because this I don't even know he was running full time, and he's running full time. By the way, he just had a I believe it was back or eye surgery. I talked to him back at Volusia because he went to Speed Weeks. And he barely recovered from that. And to come out here and be racing that full time and doing making every show, he's been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know much about about Godsey, but you know, I think a lot of guys are out there to to just sort of have fun and to to be able to make every feature and and make the show is is huge for guys like that. So yeah, hats off to them. Yeah, and that's exactly. They just want to race more and get better. All right, that leads us to Frank Heckenes Jr. Frank Heckenes, uh, we talked about a stellar week that he just had, uh, almost one, but ended up finishing 18th. Got a second, yeah. a second, an eighth, and a fifth. Frank Heckenes Jr. is so good right now, and this is a guy that. You know, he just never has confidence in himself. He never does. He 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 could he could win a race and he'd be like, nah, man, we still got to be better. He's so hard on himself, and and I feel that because I'm the same way. Uh, he just finished fifth. His best finish of the season is fifth. He got that back at Kankakee, or sorry, second, uh, and he got back at fifth at Kankakee. Uh, I'm gonna give Frank Heckenis an A right now. Yes, he's missed three races, but he's been good, and I I think Frankie's a, a driver that can win uh, here this upcoming week. So Frankie, I'm gonna give him a good A minus. And he was leading that race the other night. Then uh, his battery went dead. Is that what happened? Yep. I think we'd already talked about that. But yeah, luck of the draw there. But yeah, I, I give him a solid B. You know, it's he's been good. And he, he was good coming into Summer Nationals, too. And, you know, that's why I'm kind of disappointed we didn't get to see the Plymouth race. Yeah. Because he, he finished second to scrub there with the Outlaws. And, you know, he had a good run. He that track other also because of the lap traffic it would have produced and it would have been fun to see again but you know he's don't be shocked if he picks up a couple of wins and reels them off two or three in a row i I think it's very very possible yeah i completely agree he's been super good so all right frank hickness jr let's talk about the 48 of tim lance uh tim lance i mean oh my i i kind of had i don't want to compare him to brent larson but I compared him to Brent Larson the night me and Rick talked at Brownstown because Brent Larson, remember at Mississippi Thunder, took the lead. And, and you could just hear it in Rick's voice. Holy cow, like Brent Larson in the lead. It was awesome. I had that moment at Brownstown when Tim Lance took the lead. Like Tim Lance mm-hmm. was leading a summer nationals feature. And he about won, about won the race and would finish third. He's coming off a, a good third place finish at Brownstown. And ever since then, he's made every single feature with the Dirt Car Summer Nationals as well. We talk about him getting a new rig. We talk about him getting an MB Custom, switching uh, manu- chassis manufacturers over the offseason. He's been good this year. I mean, he has seventh place finish. He has an 11th and 12th. For Tim Lance, that is pretty darn good considering he took right. a long break off from racing. Tim Lance right now, I mark him down as a B-plus in my book for the 48. Did he he ran a few races with us last year or was he on the whole tour last year? I remember Lance being at a couple races. Yeah, last year he did the full thing last year. And that's what I'm saying. They came more prepared than ever this year for the second round. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely showing. I don't think he made all that many features last year. So I, I got to deduct him a letter grade because he was a Chicago Bear. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Sorry. The Sorry. Bears. My Vikings fandom's coming out, which, by the way, is exciting. We'll, again, we'll get to later. But <laughs> you can you can tell why I'm like, no, honestly, he's been doing well enough where he's definitely a B plus. I agree. Yeah. You know, not what you'd expect from Tim Lance, which is it, it's amazing that long layoff. It's not easy to come come back from things. So it was good. Yeah. Uh, guys, that leads us to Mitch McGrath. Mitch McGrath just finished his best career finish fifth at Fayette County. And oh, my God. I mean, it, what a I mean, a lot of fans were heated about this. That, that one re, that one heat race. 
at, at Lincoln. They were side by side, him and Tanner English in the front row. They did it about four times. They got Dr. Rowe, and then next thing you know, McGrath and English wreck. Yeah. And yeah. It, it was a heated conversation. Uh, but but you got to give Mitch McGrath. I give Mitch McGrath so much credit. Honestly, I want to give him an A minus, but I'm going to give him a B minus just because he was one of the, sur- the surprise drivers that's going to tackle the full summer nationals full time. And it's only his wife. And his wife grinds tires. It's him, his wife, and their son on the road tackling all these new racetracks. And granted, he, he he's missed three shows, but he has a fifth-place finish, two sixth-place finishes, an 18th, a 10th, a 20th, 17th, and 9th. Mitch McGrath has been doing pretty good. Those Wisconsin boys have really made a name for themselves. And Mitch McGrath, I'm going to give him a B-. minus. I'd go with that, too. I mean, he's he's a guy, I think the first time we saw him this year was Farmer, or not Farmer City, Mississippi Thunder, mm-hmm. if I remember right. And he, he, was, he did pretty well that night those nights as well. And it's not really surprising that he's doing good. I think he's another guy that I wouldn't be surprised to break out and get maybe one or two before this is all said and done. Yep. I agree. Uh, next driver real quick. Uh, we'll go through these now a little quicker. The number 14 are Jeff Roth, Jeff Roth, you know, he, he's improved the past two races. I've seen it ever since he wrecked at a Juliet. He's been good. Uh, and I say by good because he hasn't been making any shows like Jeff Roth only made one show the first week, one show the second week, and he made four shows this past week. Uh, he, he's been good. He has two 14th place finishes, a 23rd, and now he's coming off a 14th. So two, three 14th place finishes for the 14R Roth. Uh, I saw the improvement this week. He actually raced his way in. He won the last chance showdown to get in at Lincoln. Uh, this team's turning it around. But right now, I need to see more of that before I give him a better grade. I'm going to give him a C plus right now. Yeah, it's all right at just a C. I'm good with that. Perfect. Brandon Lance, the number 248, 20-year-old, first year in a super late model. Uh, Brandon, obviously, he's been ch- challenged. He, he's been getting into the provisionals. But, hey, that it's his first season in super late model racing at 20 years old. He's out there learning. His dad doesn't give everything given to him. He says, you know what? you got to work on your stuff. you got to work on your stuff. And he does. He's a hardworking guy. Uh, his best finish so far here this season is a 17th. That goes back to Tri-City. He made four features this week. Uh, you know, I, he's kind of turned it around a little bit. But for now, I'm going to have to see more uh, C minus for Brandon Lance in the number 248. Uh, next driver, the number 148, Tim Lance Jr. We have two drivers to go. Tim Lance Jr., uh, yeah, he, he also made four features uh, here. Ex- excuse me. Uh, he made uh, four, uh, excuse me, three features. Sorry there. Uh, <laughs> 20th being his best finish this season. Got it this week in the number 148. But that team, I got to give them a little bit of credit because they flipped at Beaver Dam. They got the car ready overnight and they got it ready that day of, da- of Davenport. Literally, about an hour before the driver's meeting and they got, it still wasn't fine tuned. They said, you know, the last thing we got to check is the engine. We hope it starts and runs. Well, came out for the heat race, started, didn't come out for qualifying, but they come out for, for the heat race and start started. They came back. And with that, I'm going to give them a C plus just because I know they can be better, but they overcame some things. So I want to go with a B minus, but I'll give them with a C plus final driver. Out of Bend, Oregon, Tomas Hunziker. Got to give him so much credit. Yes, I know uh, he causes a little bit sometimes some cautions. He, he's not up to speed sometimes. But, hey, you got to give this guy so much credit. He came all the way from Bend, Oregon, drove 32 hours to Brownstown, has never even seen any of these tracks, completely different clay compounds compared to what he's used to up in Way the north. Yeah, you know what I mean? So Tomas has been a, a joy. His wife is the most positive person you will ever meet. And not to mention, he just got 16th 
at Lincoln. That's his best finish. His best finish before was 17th. He got he's finished 17th twice at Juliet and Beaver Dam, and uh, that that's his fourth time making the show, which is pretty good for Tomas because they're just happy to be here and they just want to make the show. Uh, so yeah, 22nd at Brownstown. He did not make a show in week two, and for the rest of week one after Brownstown, uh, this past week he made the show three times, 217th, and coming off his best finish at a 16th. Tomas Unzicker, I'm gonna give him a B plus uh, considering they also flipped and all that stuff, but they're getting help from Shirley, and uh, I think that C plus could actually go to a B plus here soon if he turns things around. All right, guys. Well, hey, that, that was fun. Report cards here in the Dirt Card Summer Nationals. Uh, we got to do the report cards in the World of Outlaws uh, eventually. We'll do those again. Those are going to be fun. Um, but yeah, that, that's 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 a great episode. We hope you fans enjoyed it, uh, guys. This week for the Dirt Card Summer Nationals, it's going to be fun. How about this? Knox County Fair Raceway raced horses on this track on Sunday. <laughs> on Monday, sorry. And they're going to race race cars on it on Tuesday. It's the first ever visit for the Dirt Car Server Nationals. Uh, that's going to be fun. Please don't tell Rick that. Please oh, don't well, tell well, Rick well, that. That's right. That's right. Ah, I'm surprised he wasn't out there with his iPhone taking video of that. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Do they race cars there normally or is it mainly a horse track? What's the deal there? So it's a big half mile. It's a flat half mile in Knoxville, Illinois. Uh, I've heard that they race like two times a year, three times a year. But the thing is, when they race cars, they pack the place. Like this place gets packed. They used to run late models weekly, but it was a long time ago. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to expect. I've never been there. Uh, but yeah, it, I really couldn't tell you much on that one, Mick. But yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a big flat half mile. They race horses on it. It was funny to see some drivers um, <laughs> a reaction to a Tanner English posted on Snapchat yesterday. He's like, what what like we're gonna race cars on this tomorrow <laughs> wait so there's actually a half mile in illinois it, yeah, right that's what i said i, I didn't think there was anything well, it's a horse track. Mile. <laughs> that makes sense now yeah uh, guys and we head to uh spoon river speedway we'll, we'll we'll make up that one spoon let's not forget that was the race of the year of the summer national last year between kent robinson and brian shirley then we head to mm. the mighty macon speedway that one fifth mile for the herald review 100 100 laps around macon cannot wait for that then Farmer City Raceway. We know what Farmer City can provide. And then Highland Speedway and Tri-State Speedway. Yeah, so, no, nobody calls it Tri-State Speedway, though. Hopstad. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's Hopstad. We all know it's Hopstad. But, you know, by the book, we, we call it the track name. But, yeah, that, that, that is a phenomenal week two coming up. Watch every lap live on Dirt Vision presented by Dry Team. I, I, I have a feeling I know which one you're the most excited for this week, Ruben. Um. I don't know. You it's Farmer to... City, baby. <laughs> yeah, right. If 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 I if I don't want to be biased, but if I'm really excited, I mean, it's my favorite stop of the tour, Macon, baby. This little bull ring, you cannot go wrong with it. It never disappoints. Plus a hundred laps. Yeah, and a hundred laps. So, but, but the crazy thing, uh, one year we did it. I think it was it was last year, I believe. We went green, uh, checkered, uh, green to checkered, nine minutes to complete that feature. For a hundred laps? No, hundred laps. Yeah. A hundred laps, nine minutes. Yeah, Macon's a tiny little boring. It's a tiny little. Have you have you guys never seen Macon? No. Oh my! You guys have to be tuned in. Under Macon Speedway is a little. I mean, a little boring. Like they're like nine second lap times or ten second lap times. I think it's less than that. It's unreal. It's a fun boring. I'm telling you, you got to watch Macon. I promise I will try that, of course, being a travel day, which leads us into where we're going to go next this weekend. The World of Outlaws, Borton Buildings, Late Models in action with a Minnesota twin bill. We head to the Jackson Motorplex this weekend for a 40 lap 10 grand to win race on Friday and a 50 lap 
20 grand to win race on Saturday. Tri-State Late Model is also going to be joining us. Should be should be a good event for the Jackson doubleheader. I, I think, you know, Ricky Weiss last year, that's where his last World of Outlaws win came. Mm-hmm. And then Tuesday, first midweek race of the season. I'm not counting Thursday as midweek because I feel like that starts the weekend. Yep. I think especially when usually you don't have just a standalone Thursday race. So the first midweek race of 2021, the first of I think only two actually the way it ends up playing out. We go to the Gondic Law Speedway, which uh, guess who won there last year? He won six times in the month of July last year. So this should be pretty easy to figure out. He also won the last two Summer Nationals races, if it helps, Ruben. <laughs> Mr. Um, Shepard. I, I think his name is Brandon Shepard. Yes. I, if there's ever a time where I think Brandon's going to start. Uh, his domination. I, I don't want to say getting better because he's been good all year, yeah. really. But it's going to be here. But I also <laughs> want to point out something. Chris Madden, even though he didn't win a race in the month of June. Uh, he's still right there, guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's right The there. second in Eldora, a second in the Firecracker, two seconds, actually, one mm-hmm. behind Shepard, one behind Overton. He hasn't gone anywhere. It'll be interesting to see, you know, several of our guys have been out on the Hell Tour. Cade ran some races, Herb, uh, Shepard, uh, and whatnot. But Madden went home to hang out with the kids and play baseball. So it'd kind of be interesting to see what, like, that reset does to, for him and, and to see where the, the cards fall down there. Um but yeah, Chris Madden has been probably the most consistent driver. I know he's not there in the points, but he's been consistent. Yeah, and this this next couple of uh, I I call this a grueling stretch because even though we don't race every night like the Summer Nationals does, you go from Jackson. I just want to point out Gondic Law and Jackson are not that close yeah. to each other. <laughs> no. No, Wisconsin, it's in the north part of Wisconsin. We're racing in the southwestern part of Minnesota this week. Right. Then we go to North Dakota, which is across a state yeah. to get to another one. Then we go to Fergus Falls, Minnesota for I-94 Sure Step Speedway. Then we go back to Wisconsin. So there's a lot of travel in between these. I know it's only six races, but there's a lot of travel lot of in travel. just a nine-day stretch. Yeah, I completely agree. And, and obviously, we haven't seen much of that this year with the Outlaws. You know, we, we talked about... Duck River and Smoky Mountain, we're supposed to travel there. Well, then Duck River got rained out. And then we saw that later on in the season. Uh, drivers haven't really traveled overnight a lot. And, and yeah, this big northern swing is going to be tough because it's really out of everyone's region, really, if you think about it. Like the closest guys are what, Gustin and, and Bruning and Still. That's And, and uh, well, Brent Larson. That's right, Brent Larson. But Ricky. That's right, Ricky. It's the closest, right. we're, closest we're getting to Manitoba all year. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's kind of tough and grueling for these guys because they're long, they're gone for a long time, far away from home. So it, it's not easy to go back and get something from from the shop or something compared to if you're in K- Kentucky or Tennessee. All right, guys. Well, I mean, <laughs> this is amazing. We got a bunch of dirt lake model racing coming up for World of Outlaws, Dirt Car Summer Nationals, and we're ready. It's it's time to make our predictions. Um, h- here we go. Uh, we we head to Jackson Motorplex. You know, Ricky Weiss with that whole sniper program. I just I don't know if he goes back to back here. Obviously, we saw him do good at tracks that he's been good at, but he just hasn't been able to put the exclamation point on it. I feel like this is where he does put the exclamation point on it. I feel like Ricky Weiss heads out, heads out there and, and gets a win. And, and you said, and you said it I, I, on the first night, I think, I think Ricky Weiss gets it done on the second night. I think Shepard gets it done. And then you have to head to gun to gun speedway, which we'll talk about in a bit, but let's do the first two Jackson nights. Uh, Mick, Mike, your thoughts. Uh, I'll go on this one. I, I think we're going to see a first time winner this weekend. I think it's time that Tyler Bruning finally breaks through on one of hey, these two nights. Mind. And I think it's going to be good. But the second night, look, long tracks this year. 
It's been in the 44's wheelhouse. I think Chris Madden gets a second night. And you took my other one. Uh, I'm going to go since I'm going to go Gustin. I'll switch him. I think Madden the first night. I think Gustin will win the second night. I, I do think it's time. It, we're due for a first time winner. So you said Gustin, not Bruning. Just so you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just want to make sure you yeah. clarified that because you said you'll switch him. I'm like, I, I didn't pick Gustin. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm taking Gustin uh, night number two and then Madden the first night. Interesting. Those are good picks. All right. We go to Gundic Love Speedway. Uh, I mean, honestly, I this I really don't know who to pick here. The, the outlaws have been so good. Um, I <laughs> I'm gonna go on a crazy limb here, saying and say Dennis Earp Jr. Gets it That's what I was gonna go I, with. I'm gonna go with uh, the defending champion. I think Brandon Shepard definitely gets one at Gondic Law, and I I look, we're making predictions on what we think. Right. Don't be surprised if the one nope. just starts reeling them off. Yeah, it's, it's that time of year. Uh, for Gondick, you took Herb, you took Shepard. I'm gonna say Ricky Weiss. I think uh, if he can get some momentum there, at Jackson, he can go. He can go to Gondick and keep that going. All right, perfect. Uh, Dirt Car Summer Nationals predictions. I, I we got to do it real quick. Uh, let, let's go. Uh, we won't go night by night. Who wins the weekly points in week two? Um, I'm gonna go and say Tanner English turns it around. But Brian Shirley turned it around as well. And I think Shirley's back. I think Shirley's going to get more wins this week. And I think Brian Shirley's back on top here this week. Week three, isn't it? Uh, week four. Week actually. four. I was going to say, this is week two. What What? What, what am I doing? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to stick with what's been going on for a week and allow me to uh, get my American Idol voice going. It is the smooth operator. <laughs> He's going to keep going. I just got a feeling. He's on right now. I think Tanner English is going gonna, is gonna to take this week's championship. I think he's going to get a couple wing, wins this week, too. But but I like your pick with Shirley too. Yeah, I mean how I said Shirley's uh, third in, in the overall points, ninety points behind. I think Shirley knows it's time to get to work, uh, and and I think this driver's going to turn it around this week, and he's just going to bang 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 win win win. And I think Shirley's back here this week. Uh, but guys, it's been fun talking. Let's get into today's sponsors. It's time for Hot Boy Summer. I took Hot Boy Summer out. For oh me. come on! <laughs> oh, I, would, I won't do that to you twice. Uh, when, but I do. I, I do have the audio clip cut out where it's just you saying "Hot Guy Summer," "Hot Guy Summer." Uh, guys, that was fun. We, but we got to thank our good friends at Manscaped because it's time to bundle up with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. First off, the new package 4.0 includes the lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is insane, and dare I say, the goat of ball trimmers. Yeah, I said it. And the 4.0 complement your summer bod with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code STICKSIGNALS20. One, I uh, got to thank uh, Manscaped so much for that. And also merch. Uh, don't forget, grab your merch at store.worldofoutlaws.com. If you can't make it to the Northern Swing this week, uh, obviously, 4th of July just passed. They have all the patriotic stuff. A lot of great things on there. And Dirt Vision presented by Dryden is absolutely stacked uh, this week. Uh, Wednesday night, you have the Dirt Car Summer Nationals at the Spoon River Speedway. Thursday, you have the Dirt Car Summer Nationals at the Mighty Macon Speedway for the Herald Review 100. You do not want to miss. Can Shannon Babb get his 100th? 
at his home track on Thursday. They will burn that place down if he does. That'd be phenomenal to watch on Dirt Vision. Friday night, three events. World of Outlaws, Morton Buildings, Lane Model Series at Jackson Motorplex, Dirt Car Summer Nationals at the Farmer City Raceway, and weekly racing at the Williams Grove Speedway and Attica. That's actually four events on Friday. And Saturday, the World of Outlaws, obviously back at Jackson Motorplex. The World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series are at Wilmot. Oh, Dirt Car Summer Nationals are at the Highland Speedway. Highland's fun. It, it, they've been three wide uh, the past two years. You do not want to miss that one on Saturday night. Then the Knoxville uh, four tens on Saturday, then Sunday, the Dirt Car Summer Nationals in Hobstadt, the Tri-State Speedway, and the NOSA Sprint Cars at Hussets. And then we take Monday off and back on Tuesday with the World of Outlaws Morton Buildings Late Model Series at Gundick Law, the World of Outlaws and Austin Drink Sprint Cars at Attica for the Brad Doty Classic. And then the Super Dirt Car Series are back in action at the Albert. Albany, Saratoga, excuse me. And then the uh, Dirt Car Summer Nationals get ready to kick off week number five. First new track at Lake Cumberland. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The Dirt Car Summer Nationals kicking off week four with a brand new track. Well, we're kicking off week five with back-to-back brand new tracks for the series. Lake Cumberland and then Wednesday uh, at Circle City. Well, race fans, thank you all so much for joining us here on episode 21 of Stick Signals. Again, share this with your friends, family, coworkers. Uh, We love you guys uh, tuning on in. Thank you all so much. As with that, we'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening and have a great week, everybody. 